fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor this what half hour. The uh, film is the uh, is made by the Kendrick Brothers. Uh, they were the ones behind Courageous and War Room, both big hits. This is the movie Overcomer, and it tells the story of Coach John Harrison when his high school basketball team state championship dreams are crushed, and uh, he's got to go teach, you know, uh, cross-country. And there's nobody on the cross-country team, and he hates cross-country, like all good, right Americans should. <laughs> anyway, uh, the film is great. It'll help boost your faith, and it is available on D- D- uh, digital, uh, Blu-ray, and also DVD. It comes out uh, here in the next couple of days, but also you can go to OvercomerMovie.com, OvercomerMovie.com, and uh, check out the film now with your family. From Turning Point, USA, in West Palm Beach, Florida, this is the Glenn Beck Program, and uh, I... I swear to you, I'm I'm an, I'm I'm a recovering alcoholic, and normally you could explain this at a convention when you just feel so queasy in the morning. Uh, but I I went to bed early last night. I haven't done anything. I don't know why, but uh, I'm here. I just I want to keep just a oh boy, uh, keep a trash can handy today because. Uh, uh, just uh, not really feeling real well, um, but I'm but I'm here, and um, and we'll try to go through the oh boy. Uh, okay, we're, we'll try to go through all of the audio uh, of this sacred, uh, sacred, sacred moment, uh, and this really this heavy weight that was around the necks of the the Democrats yesterday, and we will uh, we'll start there. In 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor. When it comes to buying their first home or managing the mortgage you already have, navigating the waters can be really tricky, even in our present economy, which is still booming. If you are a fiscally responsible person, Please, if you are looking at uh, taking that faith towards owning a a home or if you're a homeowner that already has a mortgage, please, please uh, consider the benefit of refinancing your mortgage. Uh, And I can't recommend whether you're getting a new mortgage or refining or consolidating. I can't recommend the people at American Financing any higher. I know what you're thinking. Is as complicated as a mortgage is going to take forever. I hate all of that. I know that's what they take care of. It's American financing. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. Ten minutes is less time than you spend on the phone looking at social media every day. And ten minutes will get this started. They'll be able to give you an answer on whether or not they can uh, they can help you and how much they can help you. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. Or, oh boy, whew, hang on, I just... Uh, ooh, I had a wave of... Okay, I'm... I, Okay, I'm okay. It's uh, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stu, are you there? Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, normally, uh, you know, I wouldn't come in, but uh, 
I'm, uh, you know, I want to be professional and uh, and really do my job today. So. Well, it's a big, uh, big news day, obviously. <sighs> it uh, is historic. a big news day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, you just don't look great. Yeah. I mean, it... <laughs> well, that's not. I mean, very kind, but oh my, oh, hang on. Ooh, all right. Yeah, Ooh. I hate that feeling. You know, you know when you get to that place where you're just like, oh, I just wish I would throw up. Mm-hmm. You know. And do you think it would be better if you just did? And then once you're doing it, you're like, no, that was a horrible, horrible mistake. And it's the worst moment of your life for about 30 seconds. Yeah. And, but then it, at yeah. the end, you do actually feel better usually. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let me just, uh, you know, let's play some audio here uh, because maybe that'll, uh, I can get past uh, things. Let's play some audio here. This is a... Uh, this is uh, Chuck Todd um, uh, talking about the president yesterday and, and how he feels about the and how he feels about the Constitution. Here's Chuck Todd. You know, I think this is the real challenge with with sort of dealing with this president is that I don't think he really even appreciates the Constitution. All right. I, I don't know if he he has this reverence for it that most elected officials in Washington ever eventually do end up having a reverence for it. He doesn't seem to sort of understand the founding. I mean, I think one of the fairest criticisms of him by historians is that he doesn't seem to understand the story of America, if you will. And the story of America begins in those pages in the Constitution. So I don't think he really appreciates it. I don't think he he reveres it. I think he just is very dismissive. Oh, these are just more silly rules. Um, You know, it's no different than a zoning hearing. I apologize, America. I, ooh, ooh, man, uh, that's one of the most unprofessional things I've ever done. Uh, I'm sorry, Stu. Well, what was he saying he, there? He, he about- was talking about how the president, uh, you know, doesn't really revere the Constitution, and <laughs> and he was uh, discussing how you know how. Chuck Todd is, is, you know, the type of person who can kind of, like, make that determination. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. That was largely the, 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 the concept he covered there. Okay, I apologize. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't even. Do you want to do more audio? Is that? I, yeah, I don't think I can go on. My, can we listen to. Uh, what else do we? Oh, well, let's listen to uh, Andrea Mitchell on. Uh, uh, on NBC uh, from yesterday about Nancy Pelosi and 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 uh, her, atti- her her attire. The seriousness of this, as it is being taken by the Democrats as well, uh, reflected symbolically, perhaps in the colors being worn or the lack of colors being worn. Oh, really? The mm. members, the women members, uh, choosing to wear dark colors. Mm. Nancy Pelosi is a woman of mm. uh, a person of primary mm. colors. You see it. If she's not wearing white, she's wearing bright colors. Uh, she's certainly always, you know, well appointed, uh, beautifully, beautifully arrayed, if you will. She's wearing black. Oh God! Yes. And that is a symbolic expression of how somberly they are taking. Oh, somebody um, empty. It's Sacramento. Re- it's Sacramento. And and you can talk about the po- the politics of it. It's no question that Nancy Pelosi <sighs> came to this reluctantly. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Mm. Uh, she was, I'm not sure if you heard any of that, uh, Glenn, but uh, uh, it, it was Nancy Pelosi. 
um, and they were talking about Nancy Pelosi's uh, dress and how importantly symbolic it was uh, that Nancy uh, dressed in black because she normally dresses in yeah. primary colors. And okay. are you okay? Okay. I, I'm. 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 You know. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Who, uh, Did you want to react at all to the, the, no, the clip I, about Nancy Pelosi's? No, I, you know what? Can we? Uh, we'll you know, maybe we should take a break. Let me just take a break for just a just a couple of minutes. We'll just take a quick break. Okay. Um, sure. Probably help me out just a bit. Oh, okay. All right. Um, can can somebody give me a toothbrush or something, please? Um, I think the events of uh, last night have proved that we're really living in a topsy-turvy world and uh, cynicism is rife and it breeds contempt and uh, uh, and out of contempt comes selfishness and greed. And one of the ways that selfishness and greed manifest themselves now is in, uh, is in, uh, starts with a C, Congress, no, cybercrime. Uh, and it's been around for a long time now, but never in such a varied and nefarious form as it is today. That's why you need multiple layers of protection. Ooh, I'm feeling better. These ever-changing threats to your connected devices on online privacy won't block themselves. What you need is new Norton 360 membership, and it provides multiple layers of protection with a VPN device security. Oh, hang on. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about... Uh... Nancy Pelosi and what she was wearing yesterday. Oof. And now solemn and sincere that was. <sighs> okay, I think it passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to they're gonna help with bank-grade encryption, and it'll help keep your information that you send and receive, like logins and passwords, make sure that they're secure and private. This holiday season, give yourself the best online defense. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but new Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety during the holidays and beyond. Get the gift of up to 50% off with the annual subscription on your first year at norton.com slash Beck. Terms and conditions do apply. We have 10 seconds. Station ID. I don't think we should play any more of that. We changed the subject for just a few minutes. I just we need to change the subject for just a. Well, I know you didn't really get a chance to to comment though on no no I, on the I, solemn <clears throat> event that Nancy Pelosi was discussing in her black outfit. Yeah, let's 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 um, let's let me uh, <clears throat> just because let me I just change the to, subject. I, well, I don't want you to I don't want it to pass without you having a chance to actually address it because you played the whole audio clip and kind of just. Weren't I, able to. I, to I'm sorry, I don't know if I. I, I hope. Well, just to we review. So Nancy Pelosi was saying it was a very solemn, serious event, and uh-huh. the type of event uh, oh, where yeah. she really respects the Constitution, uh-huh. and you- she wore black to like almost a, because it was a sad, and she she came at this unwillingly. Okay, okay, okay. We gotta change. Uh, we have to change the subject. Uh, let me. Uh, we can still talk about Nancy Pelosi here, but let me let me just. Um, she refused to um, <clears throat> commit last night to delivering the articles of impeachment to the Senate, citing concerns about, get this, an unfair trial on removing President Trump from office. Uh, senior Democratic aides say the House was very unlikely to take the steps necessary to actually send the articles to the Senate. The I, I am I have to tell you. 
If you want to impeach the president, impeach the president. But you have you have so tr- no pun intended trumped everything up. You have accused him of everything but murder. You keep you continue to say you have the facts, you have the case, and then it turns out you don't have the case, and so you have to come up with an article of impeachment of of uh, of uh, what was it defying uh, Congress or uh, what was that one, Stu? The, the they have abuse of power and then um, uh, obstruction of Congress. obstruction mm-hmm. of Congress, not an obstruction of justice, an obstruction of Congress. That's not even a thing. If you are a co-equal branch, you can obstruct Congress. You, you have to take it to the Supreme Court. And that's what Donald Trump was saying. That's what the Republicans were saying. You, it, some of the people who wanted to testify said, I've got one branch telling me to testify. I have another branch that is equal telling me not to testify. I need the third branch to tell me what to do. If the third branch would have had a chance to uh, uh, rule on it, one way or another, then you could say you're obstructing justice if the president didn't move and the court system said he had to. But you don't have obstruction of justice. It doesn't exist with three equal branches. Obstruction of Congress, yeah. And, and it's interesting. Yeah, obstruction of Congress. There was one it's, Democrat that voted yes on the abuse of power, but no on obstruction of Congress. There was one you, singular uh, Democrat. This is a Soviet-style court. That's what's happening. I try to remember what they called them. They were, they were like phone courts, Soviet phone courts where the judge actually had a phone right next to his bench. And at any time, the phone could ring, and the premier would be on the other end, and he's like, he is guilty, rule now. Okay, guilty, 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 execute now. That's what, that's what this is. And you can tell by the sound effects that are being tested <laughs> on the stand. I'm sorry, we're backstage right now uh, in uh, West Palm for uh, Turning Point USA. So if any of the dramatic movie, it's, it's because I'm starring in a new film called Sharknado, and it's happening right now. Oh, my gosh, the sharks are coming. Ah! Okay, <clears throat> so you're just going to have to put up with this in the background. They are running. <laughs> this is ridiculous now. I- it's funny, though. It makes it seem like you're making a really important speech. It does. Like it the does. aliens have invaded and you're about to inspire right. Randy Quaid to stop them. Right. I think this is my walkout music uh, tonight. I, I'm giving a speech. I told them to make me sound like almost a god. <laughs> and I think they've done a pretty good job of it, uh, quite honestly. Okay, good. Now, the, uh, the Democrats, to, to have Nancy Pelosi... Everything they've accused Donald Trump of, they have done themselves. They accused him of colluding with a foreign government to influence our election. They did that in Ukraine. How do we know? We have it on tape. We have a, a recording made of the guy who is the head of the Anti-Corruption Bureau, which was run by the Obama administration and spooky dude himself. 
And it was the State Department's uh, little toy over in uh, the Ukraine that told them what they could prosecute and what they couldn't. So we have the head guy on tape at a bar talking to somebody saying, yes, this is what I did to throw election for Hillary. We worked together and we did these things. Convicted, two convictions in Ukrainian court for tampering with the U.S. election. So they say they colluded, Donald Trump colluded. Well, no, the Mueller report showed, no, he didn't collude. And more on the Mueller report as that comes out. I'll tell you about this here in a few minutes. So they colluded. Then what else did they say? Abused power just to destroy his opponent in 2020. Okay, let's say that's true. Let's say that's true. But when you know how the FBI, under the Obama administration, and, and with members of the DOJ, State Department, CIA, and what they brought to the FISA court, what is that? Is that not trying to smear and destroy their political uh, opponent in 2020? The Democrats have done this for the last three and a half years. They have used their power and their offices to destroy a man they know they're not going to be able to beat. Instead of, instead of actually listening to the people and giving the people a good option, they've run this, this socialist thing that is so out of touch with America they have praised anybody who spits on the flag. They have, they have praised anybody who is teaching that our founders are old, white, racist slave owners. They have preached that the Constitution is an old, dusty document that cannot possibly relate to our times. Wait a minute. And now you're preaching the exact opposite? They've conspired with the FBI, the State Department, with the aid of the Oval Office under Obama, with the help of Hillary for president and the DNC to smear, accuse, lie, literally forge documents submitted to a court, illegally obtain FISA warrants. They have spent millions of your tax dollars as funding for this, I believe, secret anti-Trump operation. They used official government resources to fraudulently accuse, smear, and destroy their 2020 opponent. They have used their offices to coordinate radicals, NGOs, foreign governments, universities, unions, and the vast majority of the press as, dare I say it, co-conspirators in a relentless campaign against a sitting, duly elected president of the United States, who, by the way, if I might remind you, I was not for. I still don't like many things this president does. I don't personally, I really don't agree with him. I really appreciate some of his policies. I try to call it as I see it. I really thought, really thought collusion with Russia was a real possibility. It didn't happen. 
They have used they have taken their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, which this is going to be an important and scary one and quite dramatic. You can tell because the music is starting again, I think. Oh, good. Maybe the call is coming from in the house. I don't. Oh, boy. So let me read it this way. The members of our U.S. Congress have used their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, which explicitly states in its preamble that the government should promote domestic tranquility. Has your Congress done that? Are members of the U.S. House promoting domestic tranquility and bringing us closer together as a nation? Or are they doing the exact opposite of promoting tranquility in every possible way and every possible opportunity? I say you let the music stand. I think you let the music speak for itself. I think that's God. I'm not sitting backstage while they're just trying out different things. No, no, no. If you're hearing music, it's coming from God. Because I don't hear any music. They have done the exact opposite in promoting tranquility. And they've done it every possible way at every possible opportunity. One of the things... They claimed in 2016 that Donald Trump would destroy the faith faith of the American people in our free and fair elections, claiming everything from an unprecedented attack on our most sacred institutions to an act of hostility approaching sabotage that we would only expect from a foreign agent. Yet they themselves claimed that the election was stolen right after the election and that Trump was an illegitimate president that he was somehow or another a foreign agent. Is anyone going to be held responsible for any of this? You want the trial? You impeached him. Let the trial happen. This is an unconstitutional act. You are not promoting domestic tranquility. Period. Back in a minute. All right. Let me tell you... uh, You know, when the founders crafted the Constitution, oh my gosh, they sound like Pelosi. When the founders crafted the Constitution, they had one thing in mind above everything else, and that was individual liberty. That means that as you have, uh, as you are an individual, you have an identity. You're your own unique person. So when cyber criminals come along and try to steal your identity and anything profitable to them that may come with it, they're violating our most basic principles. You know, it's kind of like what the <laughs> what the Democrats did by obtaining phone records from even journalists. Huh. It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting us. Fortunately, there is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number being on sale on the dark web. And the music swells to tell you this is true. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but they can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Well, congratulations on Glenn's amazing health recovery there. Uh, go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLEN20OFF. You're going to save 20 bucks for Christmas. It's GLEN20OFF at blazetv.com. 
If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. Simply Safe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. Their smart lock, video doorbell pro, it defends your front door, but it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, Simply Safe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they respond three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. With families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe. Now their holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. The sale ends December 31st, so go to simplysafebeck.com now and find out how much money you're going to save when you order today. Remember, the sale ends December 31st at simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the program. I am uh, backstage at Turning Point USA where I'm giving the uh, opening uh, keynote tonight for the convention. The president is going to be here tomorrow. This is an amazing organization that didn't even really exist five years ago, and now it is sweeping the colleges and uh, universities. Tonight's crowd of about 5,000 is all between the ages of 18 and 24 years old. This is an amazing American movement. Uh, And... uh, and Charlie Kirk, who I think is is Charlie going to join us today or is that tomorrow? Uh, he's he is really uh, quite a genius on the way he has put this whole thing together. I think tonight I'm going to be talking to future senators and future Congress. You know, assuming that there is Congress and a Senate and everything else uh, down the road um, for. For Nancy Pelosi saying that she's not going to transmit the uh, documents for impeachment is is in itself an abuse of power. Do we have Mitch McConnell speaking on this here in a few minutes live? Uh, President Trump. Yep. Oh, here he is. Mm -hmm. Over the last 12 weeks, House Democrats have conducted the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Now, their slapdash process has concluded in the first purely partisan presidential impeachment since the wake of the Civil War. The opposition to impeachment was bipartisan. Only one part of one faction wanted this outcome. The House's conduct risks a deeply damaging the institutions of American government. This particular House of Representatives has let its partisan rage at this particular president create a toxic new precedent that will echo well into the future. That's what I want to discuss right now. The historic degree to which House Democrats have failed to do their duty, and what it will mean for the Senate to do ours. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the fact that Washington Democrats made up their minds to impeach President Trump since before he was even inaugurated. 
Here's a reporter in April of 2016, April of 2016. Donald Trump isn't even the Republican nominee yet, but impeachment is already on the lips of pundits, newspaper editorials, constitutional scholars, and even a few members of Congress, April 2016. On Inauguration Day 2017, the headline in the Washington Post, the campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. That was day one. In April 2017, three months into the presidency, a senior House Democrat said, I'm going to fight every day until he's impeached. That was three months into the administration. In December 2017, two years ago, Congressman Jerry Nadler was openly campaign, campaigning to be the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee, specifically, specifically because he was an expert on impeachment. That's Nadler's campaign to be the top Democrat on judiciary. This week wasn't even the first time House Democrats have introduced articles of impeachment. It was actually the seventh time. They started less than six months after the president was sworn in. They tried to impeach President Trump for being impolite to the press. You're hearing Mitch McConnell from the floor of the Senate, for being his response to Nancy Pelosi and the impeachment. Athlete. Uh, in the House yesterday. Changing President Obama's policy on transgender people in the military. All of these things were high crimes and misdemeanors, according to Democrats. Now, this wasn't just a few people. Scores, scores of Democrats voted to move forward with impeachment on three of those prior occasions. So let's be clear. The House's vote yesterday was not some neutral judgment that Democrats came to with great reluctance. It was the predetermined end of a partisan crusade that began before President Trump was even nominated, let alone sworn in. For the very first time in modern history, we've seen a political faction in Congress promise from the moment, the moment a president election ended, they would find some way to overturn it. A few months ago, Democrats' three-year-long impeachment in search of articles found its way to the subject of Ukraine. House Democrats embarked on the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Chairman Schiff's inquiry was poisoned by partisanship from the outset. Its procedures and parameters were unfair in unprecedented ways. Democrats tried to make Chairman Schiff into a de facto special prosecutor, notwithstanding the fact that he is a partisan member of Congress who'd already engaged in strange and biased behavior. He scrapped the precedent to cut the Republican minority out of the process. 
He denied President Trump the same sorts of procedural rights that houses of both parties had provided to past presidents of both parties. President Trump's counsel could not participate in Chairman Schiff's hearings, present evidence, or cross-examine witnesses. The House Judiciary Committee's crack at this was even more ahistorical. It was like the Speaker called up Chairman Nadler and ordered one impeachment. Rush delivery, please. The committee found no facts on its own, did nothing to verify the Schiff report. Their only witnesses were liberal law professors and congressional staffers. So, Mr. President, there's a reason. The impeachment inquiry that led to President Nixon's resignation required about 14 months of hearings, 14 months, in addition to a special prosecutor's investigation. With President Clinton, the independent counsel's inquiry had been underway literally for years before the House Judiciary Committee actually dug in. Mountains of evidence, mountains, mountains of testimony from firsthand fact witnesses, serious legal battles to get what was necessary. This time around, House Democrats skipped all of that, spent just 12 weeks, 12 weeks. More than a year of hearings for Nixon, multiple years of investigation for Clinton, and they've impeached President Trump in 12 weeks, 12 weeks. So let's talk about what the House actually produced in those 12 weeks. House Democrats rushed and rigged inquiry yielded two articles, two of impeachment. They are fundamentally unlike any articles that any prior House of Representatives has ever passed. The first article concerns the core events which House Democrats claim <clears throat> are impeachable. The timing of aid to Ukraine. But it does not even purport to allege any actual crime. Instead, they deploy the vague phrase, abuse of power, abuse of power, to impugn the president's action in a general, indeterminate way. Speaker Pelosi's House just gave in to a temptation <clears throat> that every other House in history has managed to resist. Let me say that again. Speaker Pelosi's House just gave in to a temptation that every other House in our history has managed You're listening to Senator to Mitch resist. McConnell, his response in the they impeachment proceeding and stations, an we're going to continue to take this as long as we can. We'll push our break as they late as we possibly because can. Because they disagree with a presidential act and question the motive behind it. So let's look at history. Andrew Johnson impeachment involved around a clear violation of a criminal statute, albeit an unconstitutional statute. Nixon had obstruction of justice, a felony under our laws. Clinton had perjury, also a felony. Now the Constitution does not say the House can impeach only those presidents who violate a law. But history matters. 
history matters and precedent matters. And there were important reasons why every previous House of Representatives in American history restrained itself, restrained itself from crossing this Rubicon. The framers of our Constitution very specifically discussed this issue, whether the House should be able to impeach presidents just for, quote, maladministration, just for maladministration. In other words, because the House simply thought the president had bad judgment or was doing a bad job. They talked about all this when they wrote the Constitution. The written records of our founders' debates show they specifically rejected this. They realized it would create a total dysfunction to set the bar for impeachment that low, that low. James Madison himself explained that allowing impeachment on that basis would mean the president serves at the pleasure of the Congress instead of the pleasure of the American people. It would make the president a creature, a, a creature, a creature of, of Congress, not the head of a separate and equal branch. So there were powerful reasons, Mr. President, why Congress after Congress for 230 years, 230 years, required presidential impeachment to revolve around clear, recognizable crimes, even though that was not a strict limitation. Powerful reasons why for 230 years, no house, no house opened the Pandora's box of subjective political impeachments. That 230-year tradition died last night. Now, Mr. President, House Democrats have tried to say they had to impeach President Trump on this historically thin and subjective basis because the White House challenged their request for more witnesses. And that brings us to the second article of impeachment. The House titled this one, obstruction of Congress. What it really does is impeach the president for asserting presidential privilege. The concept of executive privilege is another two-century-old constitutional tradition. Presidents, starting with George Washington, have invoked it. Federal courts have repeatedly affirmed it is a legitimate constitutional power. House Democrats requested extraordinary amounts of sensitive information from President Trump's White House, exactly the kinds of things over which presidents of both parties have asserted privilege in the past. Predictably and appropriately, President Trump did not simply roll over. He defended the constitutional authority of his office. No surprise there. It's not a constitutional crisis for a House to want more information than a president wants to give up. That's not a constitutional crisis. It's a routine occurrence. The separation of powers is messy by design. Here's what should have happened. Here's what should have happened. Either the president and Congress negotiate a settlement 
or the third branch of government, the judiciary, addresses the dispute between the other two. The Nixon impeachment featured disagreements over presidential privilege. So they went to court. The Clinton impeachment featured disagreements over presidential privilege. So they went to the courts. This takes time. It's inconvenient. That's actually the point. Due process is not meant to maximize the convenience of the prosecutor. It's meant to protect the accused. But this time was different. Remember, 14 months of hearings for Richard Nixon, years of investigation for Bill Clinton. Stations, uh, we're going to take Trump. our network break. I'm uh, cutting uh, my uh, live commercial. Uh, just so we can get to your local break now. We break and back in just a moment. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Mitch McConnell is still speaking from the uh, Senate floor, and we will uh, continue to monitor it it here at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, And when we come back, we will... uh, Uh, summarize it all for you i think he's leading to something i'm not sure what he's leading to yet but we'll have that uh right after your local news station identification and uh we'll come back and put that into perspective so much to cover it is historic but not in the way the democrats think it is what comes next we'll explain when we come back You're listening to Glenn Beck. 